You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Close to as I can. Good grief. Come on, dude. Mother. Rookie. Mm. Just blew our ears Rookie. out. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Well, Dan's here. No surprise to anyone. So if I get talking about my weekend, I might go the whole time because I had a good one uh, with, with Chris and Zach, who I was going to have one of them on, but I kind of forgot to tell them about the show. So you'll just have to trust that everything I say is true. Mm. But I know you went fishing first. We'll talk about that. Yeah. we. Um, my son has been begging to go to the secret spot. There's this little spot on the creek that I've told you about. Where is it? <laughs> Tell the world, Jacob. It's in uh, southeastern Jefferson County. Um, oh. So, you know, he Friday morning, I was like, well, the weather looks good. Let's this get- is f- <laughs> Right? <laughs> Secret spot. It goes, it goes the whole length Gosh. of Louisville. I like Jennings it. is going to fight you. Chris, yeah. put a beep over Dan. I just want to make right sure. There. I assumed water levels would be low. Uh, water levels are great. Remember I told you the other day, coming off that rain we got last week, now would be a good time to go. We were like two days after the rain. You should listen to me. Not five, though, because I tried that and it was pitiful. I guess. I didn't. I thought it rained. I thought it's been dry for a while. Get it on the come down. Okay. Or if you get it on the rise, but most people don't go out during that. Yeah. But anyways, so he was begging to go out to the secret spot. It's, it's a cool little spot where you, we ride our bikes in and hit this little short trail to the creek and. We've been seeing some good-sized carp and smallmouth in this area, so he was all pumped to go and fish it. Um, bad thing about the weather that morning, though, is that a cold front was coming in. That was It cooled off that morning, if you all remember that mm-hmm. day. And so we go in there, and I don't know, five minutes into it, he hooks a little smallmouth and is all pumped. And, and then I blanked for the entire trip, tried to – get one of those big carp to bite and it kept spooking them and so he you got spent the whole time trying to catch one of those yeah yeah well not the whole time but most of your time more than i should have but Braden and dan have both observed too where i'll target one fish for an hour and a half yeah you can so well it's it's on yeah. i mean i get that um yeah it was great morning great spot he caught a fish he rubbed it in for the rest of the day that he caught the the only the biggest and the most fish uh, it's kind of like our gamble every time we go we, we see who can get the win the bragging rights and um so, yeah so i mean that was, was a nice little morning since nobody's gonna know where you were can you tell us what he caught the smallmouth on 
he caught the smallmouth on one of those um, Bobby Garland little, what's that called? Bid, baby, baby something, baby something. Bobby Garland, baby something. Just little crappie, crappie jigs. Uh, they tear them up in that creek over there. You can pretty much huh. catch anything in the creek on them. We've caught, you know, 36-inch gar on those little crappie jigs. Huh. Um, so he's just sitting there constant retrieving that? Kinda, yeah. 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 Has he figured out like day. presentations and things like that? Is he like little turds picking up on stuff? Oh my gosh! What were you throwing at the carp? Uh, I was throwing a, a crawfish, little creature bait. Mm. It's because it's what I had tied on. They will eat crawfish. Typically, they'll. I mean, you could see them mudding. Mm. You know, they're running up through. It's that's like that gets you going. Get you. Get yeah, because you can see where they are. You're like throwing to yeah. a fish. You You're know throwing. Well, and they're feeding. So yeah. it's like. Throwing to a path. And, I, yeah. I mean, there's three of these fish that are really good size out there, nose down, feeding. So I'm going to go back and take fly fishing gear because it's a little bit more subtle, like a little bit smaller, you know, presentation, whereas, you know, I was throwing a two-and-a-half-inch when you see that, bait. When you see that path like that, are you just trying to, like, time it to where your lure's, like, literally right in front of them, or will they, like – speed ahead or do they just like sit there and chug along like a train on a consistent speed um the only time i have ever seen a carp speed ahead is when they've been spooked yeah. so when they're feeding like that it's almost like they're rummaging around for what they see as they're going so you just got to get you it just on get it in there so that it's you're in their path as they're coming by and you just leave it still or do you sit there and kind of yes yeah okay. depends on is what that what you're want. doing top water too you're just trying to watch where they're going because you said you fish them quite a bit top water cut them off yeah yeah yeah, they, I mean, because they are fairly spooky. Uh, they, you know, something hits the water above them. They're much I worse than that bass. Yeah. Much worse than bass. a frog bass. above them, and they all of a sudden show up 10 feet that way. Yeah, they bolt. Yeah. So you'll throw, like, way out of the way and then reel it, like, quietly into their path, basically. Yep. You're not, like, throwing to the path. You're right, throwing. I go past it. Because it, it, just like uh, bow fishing, when we were talking the guy at Bear about bow fishing and how you're adjusting your angle – the same thing happens with your lure. You think it's going to go right there if you throw it right there, but as it sinks, there's actually tension on your line that swings it down at an arc. Yeah. So you throw past it and then. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dan? I didn't do anything outdoorsy this weekend. I was working on the house, building a beam. I'm going to put in some slack requests for construction supplies uh, <laughs> today. Um, no, I am starting to think about fall deer, though. Because this is going to be my first. Oh, Philly the Goat asked about you last night. <clears throat> well, I was looking at WMAs in the area, and I didn't realize, I don't even know what it's called, but there's that huge one in Indiana, like maybe an hour north and to the east of Louisville. It's like, a, it looked, I thought it was like a military base. It's perfectly square. What's that one called? I think you're thinking of the forestry, maybe. Clark? May, no. Yeah. Clark State Forest? Clark State. Henry no, Forestry. it's not a state forest. It's a WMA. WMA. Uh, we've hunted all over. I don't know. I would assume that'd be. Yeah. But anyway, so so that's kind of where I'm thinking. I'm thinking I want to try to do something with my kayak in deer hunting. So well, you're going to do Indiana. So you're going <coughs> to do Indiana and you're going to skirt me to and Phil? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to try to go where somewhere where I can overnight camp. And I'm not having to drive in early in the morning. I can just stay the night before. LBL. Ho- hopefully kayak in. LBL. Yeah. What? I could do LBL. The, like, oh. the thing with LBL is, is it's a big to-do to scout it. 
Parker McDonald has hunted that area quite a bit. Maybe he's not going to – he might give you some advice on some where sloppy to, seconds of where yeah. to go. <laughs> I mean, if he's not hunted again this year. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, hit him up and say, can I go to your spot before you do. But. Yeah, that, that's the thing is, uh, you know, I, I want it to be somewhere where I can theoretically spend a half day on Saturday scouting it out and stuff, and LBL would be like a full day. Parker's pretty open about a lot of what he's doing. You should just check out his shows, and he talks a lot about – have you listened to his yeah. stuff? No. I know, I know I of mean, him. Yeah, that's all he does is kayak hunt. But yeah, so I'm Southern starting ground. to get into, uh, and he's got a lot of. I've done a couple shows with him where he talks about his kayaking setup. Mm. I think he uses the same kayak as me, a new canoe, oh, yeah. Frontier Twelve, um, which is, you know, its weight limit is like 600 pounds or something. So it's great for bringing in a bunch of gear, all that sort of stuff. But we would love to have you, buddy. You can come with us. Well, I'll do Indiana. You've never even saddle hunted before. You're I don't know. About going I, off by yourself. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna stupid. go just <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna bring my cell phone. I'm gonna go to some <laughs> unknown. <laughs> and that's just how we lost Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know because I got to do the saddle hunting thing too. I got to start really getting my mind into it because we've had a, a few uh, saddle returns here at work, and they're sitting in my office, and I'm just like looking at them. We just need to get like a ten foot telephone pole section that we can put up Dude, there's trees out there <laughs> training yeah there's trees <laughs> what do you need like, a telephone pole for but they're like just pine trees tree. but they're like pine trees they're like we'll just well, go and like there's trim. only like five foot of we'll of just go to the business trunk. next door and start trimming up their trees so yeah. that we can climb them yeah i gotta practice pole? like you can practice everything except for i mean putting up multiple sticks in like a five foot area like yeah, you can put up your platform put you up your stick without being put on your saddle get used to the tree like i did Phil taught me on a basketball pole at my grandpa's, and I got up like. Really, you could get. Well, it wasn't I, like I wasn't standing on it, but oh, like gotcha. the, the learning motion. the knots. Like you've got to learn to tie a knot gotcha. around the sticks. You've got to learn how to like get the the platform up there, and you got to get it seated. And like you can learn the mechanics of it all without even leaving the ground. Yeah. And then he actually taught me like to stand on the platform. I mean, I was four foot off the ground every year i'm like i'm gonna learn to saddle hunt and then Braden just went through all that and i was like maybe next year so that's, what, <laughs> that's what i'm thinking it's not that hard well it's i know but hard. i i literally they they'd even just added another deer stand out where i'm at so i've got like four spot options now and i'm like eh, well so that's the thing okay. you're private so yeah. like i mean you if you're on public like we, I still we don't have saddle, our stuff just like sitting out well i know but i still think saddles better even for where i hunt i just i'm like eh. I'll probably get by another year because I've literally done nothing to scout. I don't yeah. even. I'm I'm fairly confident my trail camera's been stolen. Haven't even gone out to verify it. So. Yeah. Well, that's something I bought that new Reveal XB, and me and Phil haven't got a chance to put it out yet. So I'm. I think we're gonna do that this weekend. And he sent me a video from last fall, like trying to get me excited of this like freaking huge eight point that's like hitting a lucky branch and all this stuff. It's like get ready. He's still out there in that same spot. He made it. Dude, September's gonna be here quick. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if I don't start really, especially his first time, everything, um, really planning soon, uh, I'm going to be in trouble. The other thing that kind of complicates it is uh, with these recent gun scares, I just buy, bit the bullet on buying a suppressor. Yeah. So there goes a lot of fun money. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to convince wifey to, to buy me like $400 worth of saddle hunting gear. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, if you just want to practice for now, you can use like Mutt and Phil's stuff. Yeah. We could teach you everything and then you could <laughs> I learn. was going to volunteer Braden and stuff. Like, you should try his stuff. Yeah, first. you could. I mean, that's well, what I do. Phil, like, so we have the hang on and then he <clears> has his own saddle hunting setup. He was like, dude, 
take all my stuff out, see if you like it. And that's what I did. I, I hunted a spot, basically sacrificed a day because it, the first time I went up, I mean, it was like super loud. I picked a terrible tree. I didn't get up very high. I was like knocking down a ton of branches. And, but like, I was like, okay, I could see where this is going. Like once I get the hang of this, this is going to be freaking sweet. And so that's what I ended up buying the saddle hunting stuff after I tried all of it. Yeah. I'm slowly, I keep on bringing up to Brad the idea of having to go wild gear locker specifically like a, for me the rental closet like, hey, yeah just, just and then just anyone now, dan keeps pitching this i'm yeah. now seeing why he's yeah. a communist anyone could just check out stuff from go wild yeah i got some fishing stuff to demo the other day and like dan i want to put it all in the closet so i can use it no so man it's mine it'd be, it'd be a socialist because if it was communist we'd pay you'd have to pay to be able to take to community. <laughs> yeah you gotta pay socialist. you gotta pay into the system if it's, <laughs> yeah yeah well um, that that uh i think you should go for it Kayak, you know, you you missed a deer like three times last year, and then going to like you oh know uh, all in on the canoe or the kayak. You're trying well, that's out the thing. like saddle if, hunting. If I do that, throw in a new bow in there, I, like all the things. <laughs> I got a new rifle. Oh, that I've never just, shot deer, yeah, deer with. That's the other thing. What yeah. are you going to hunt with? Are you going to buy that a bow? Rifle? No, I've got that rifle. Okay, so you're talking about you're not going until November. Then I said yeah, September yeah. will be here. You're going to saddle gonna go hunt with a gun. I don't know if I'm going to saddle hunt with a gun yet. You can. i got to plan these things out. You'd have to have, you like, could. an arm or something to – I get. I don't know. I feel like – There's a, just, you just tie there's a rope. I okay. tried it at ATA. Okay, so say like, there's got to be something to – Yeah, but I mean, you could just tie a rope. Well, that's what I'm saying. You'd, like, you'd have to – I'm yeah. not saying it's not impo- not possible. I'm yeah. saying you'd, you wouldn't – you're not going to two-arm it. You're going to have to have something to give you some balance. I don't know. These are all good questions. But <laughs> if I kayak in and backpack in, even if I get skunked, which is 95% likely that I'm going to get skunked, at least I can have the good experience of, yeah, I took a day off work and I got some exercise in. I got to camp out. and That's what we said about our fishing trip this weekend because it was not productive. So you went fi- – oh, that's right. You went fishing too. Yeah. What'd you hit? We packed we, – there's a – so we were in the Cumberland Gap and yeah. the – that's where the music festival was, and we decided because we're stupid to go get up at like five thirty and go fishing. Uh, after, after being up late, the night I didn't before. go. I didn't go to bed until twelve thirty, <laughs> and then I woke up at two thirty, and then get anxiety about the fact that I had to be up in three hours or two hours or whatever. So I didn't sleep anymore. So I only slept like a couple hours first night, and my food allergy got hit by the Mexican place we ate at before. So I woke up in all kinds of a mess. We get up on top of the mountain though, and like I haven't been up there and since before my son was born. So it's been probably eight or nine years since I've fished up there or even been up there. It's on top of an abandoned strip mine. And the first road in is like just plain gravel. You know, Braden could have taken his old Altima. Mm. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually seen a Camaro up there before. Um, but old the, Altima. it very quickly when you start trying to get to these ponds gets a little, little hairy and it, uh, it also is overgrown from where like, so we missed the first turn because it used to be like this blown open turn and I was looking for that, and I was like, I don't know, I feel like we've gone too far. But and I, and I didn't have my Google Maps out because I was overconfident. In my I used to fish up there all the time, and we would go up there and camp, and like this was my spot. And I was very confident that I did not need a map. And then we ninety back to go up this cow road, and we get like way up in there, and it's, it's getting super overgrown. And I'm in my car, I'm at my SUV, Good but it's like it's four. yeah. Thanks, Dan, you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I, I have my Highlander, which is like all wheel drive and actually does really good for the most part. But we were getting the problem was we were getting into like brars 
uh, hanging in, and I'm like, I'm not driving my paint Scratch for this stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I got out and I started trimming, and then but then I walked up the hill, and I'm like, the pond's not even here. We've overshot it, so I had to back off of this mountain for about a quarter mile. I could feel Zach's butt yeah, tightening up, dude. <laughs> but they were puckered. Yeah, yeah. They they uh they were they were a little squirrely because I mean the ruts it was really rutted out, and I'm going backwards. And there was definitely some realignment because of all the the stuff I'm trying to keep from scratching my car up. Uh, we finally got up there, and you and I had texted about something, and Jacob's like, "Throw a frog!" And I'd, I'd already been throwing a frog. We fished top water. We fished. We threw everything we had. We I think there were two bites to be had, and no fish brought in. So you said there three were three different bonds, a bunch of worm buckets. Oh, no, dude, that. yeah, I wondered about that because. Just because there's a pond still there, it doesn't mean there's fishing anymore. Um, and we used to go up there and catch like bluegill like crazy. Every now and then you catch a bass, but we'd just go up there for fun with crickets and stuff and hang out because we were 18 and didn't have anything to do. And it's the only place you could get away from everybody. Um, but it wasn't. It was like a, truly an abandoned strip mine at that point. Now it's mapped. Literally, the roads are on Google Map. It's a promoted tourism area like for four wheeling. Yes, and so what they're doing down there is turning all these abandoned strip mines into recreation. Um, and there's a huge property that just got bought, and they're they're making a wildlife pre- uh, preserve or like observation area, and you can't hunt there anymore. But we're on the other side of that, and dude, I mean, these it just kills me that people do this. But I mean, there is there is a spot where like it's just worn out with worm buckets sitting there. So I was like, I bet these guys are taking every bit of this out of here when they catch it. Like it it, it was not policed very well, I'm sure. Um, so I don't know how well the pond's been taken care of per se. Yeah. So I'm kind of making myself feel better because we say. just did so bad, but I literally, but I am there ain't suspicious. No, fish in there. <laughs> no, I'm not saying there's none. I'm just saying, I think it gets fished way harder now that it's mapped. Sure it it, you can get to it a lot easier now. Um, cause there actually was another road that just like came straight into it that we, we went out that way that time instead of the way we came in. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I just, it was not a good day for the fishing for us. So. The yeah, music that, was good, right? The what? The music. Oh, I mean, first of all, Cole Chaney's going to blow the doors off of Send It Slam. I mean, uh, I've seen Cole play. I think I think last year was the first time I've seen him play, um, and it was like 10x with Wolfpin Branch. I mean, they were amazing, oh, amazing, God. dude. I can't wait. I, and Justin Wells was amazing. It's honestly a toss-up of who should be headlining the thing because Justin Wells, the, his performance was – jaw-droppingly good um and then we went down and saw we saw abby abby played with just uh one other guy and i said hi to her i didn't meet cole i hung out with justin for a while and um was trying to get him to shoot archery with us and he's like i don't even have a bow uh but i was like we'll go fishing and he's like all right so i'm supposed to be texting justin wells to go fishing i'm sure this is one of those conversations that's not going to get followed up on and, yeah like, it won't happen but uh, he's really pumped about Send It Slam. Sweet. I saw Dave and Dalton play. Dalton put on a heck of a performance too. He had a Dalton played at the lower stage. You had to walk like you got to walk down this mountainside. And the late shows get interesting because it's dark, and you know people have been drinking. I don't know how somebody hasn't died at this thing yet because there's like 12 foot drop offs. Like I mean oh, drop offs in the creeks if you're <laughs> not paying attention. Um, people have died it's just not been reported yeah. probably <laughs> like that, that'd be very what's that down there that's a skeleton from last year <laughs> that'd be very in line with Middlesbrough's history I was telling Chris and Zach a little bit about how crazy Middlesbrough used to be yeah. um, like it had a nickname of Little Las Vegas for a while it was founded 
as as this Pittsburgh of the South uh, by this entrepreneur who went overseas to raise money in England because he couldn't do it here, which is why the city's named Middlesbrough because of our in- English heritage. So they, they it's one of the only gridded like from start to finish they gridded the whole city and planned it out. Like from there's very few cities that were planned in totality before. It's usually like you know like this you got sprawl right. Uh, maybe with a gridded downtown, but like all of Middlesbrough is gridded until you get to the mountain outskirts. Uh, But I was telling them how, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's a cool place because the entire thing was designed with this business plan to turn it in because of the coal and the Cumberland Gap, which kept people, uh, you gave access for, you know, frontiersmen. It's a whole different thing when you're trying to build a train through there. There was a stock market crash in the late 1800s. There's a lot of things that caused it not to end up being what they thought it was going to be basically ended up being a failed venture but there was one point um there it, a it's where ragtime music was invented because we had all these brothels and bars and casinos and it was this like literally known as like little las vegas because it was just debauchery and they had uh, breweries and uh shootings were so common that like the city was known for just being insane like street duels all that good stuff and it's it's just amazing heritage when you're when you're there but i was telling chris and zach about it and they're they were they were they liked it. it was, it's cool. Yeah, it's Sounds a cool like vibe Dan's when you're down there. Place. Yeah, Sounds like yeah. an Eric kind of place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't tell why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. No, it's great, great. Now everybody's going to wonder what that means. Um, <laughs> Erica could tell them. Yeah. Next time she well, – I love that we wait until people aren't here to just, like, lay into them. I don't even listen usually, to the shows that you all do without me, but now I'm nervous. Yeah. So usually Dan's the butt of all jokes, but he's getting yeah, his today. He's deflecting yeah. today. He's yeah. Um, <laughs> But dude, that uh, that there, there's discussion. I don't know if this will happen. I probably shouldn't even tell you all. But there was discussion to join the retreat down there next year, mm. and we do like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, Thursday of actual retreat days, or maybe it's just one full day of retreat work, and then like Friday is the festival, and then you guys could go home if you wanted to on Saturday, or you could stay. But, oh man, dude, it is roll it in. To yeah, the, holy uh, cow. dude, it is literally. There's just nothing like it. I mean, we were hanging out backstage with um, you know, John R. Miller and freaking Kelsey Walden, who's on John Prine's label. Like, I'm as close to royalty as I can get here in my mind. Um, you know, you, you're, like, talking to Justin. Nick Jamerson played, and we saw him backstage. We watched Charles backstage. Wow. Uh, even if you're not backstage, you know what the difference is in backstage to, uh, to accessible by anybody? Me to you. Like, I'm just literally on the other side of a fence, and actually it's not even as good to listen to him back there. We were just back there because yeah. my friends are back there. The sound isn't as good back there. Um but I mean, it, it's just so cool. Charles put on he because he, he headlined the deal, and I mean that was I've seen him four times now, and that's the best I've ever seen Charles Godwin. It was they are so tight. It is he's awesome. Man. I mean, dude, it is it. Is, I told Blake like that is a born entertainer, but he also practices. Their, like you can tell that they practice their butt off at these mm. sets because the timing and everything is just impeccable. They even the night before he told me he's like, man, we we were in Knoxville last night and. Um, I talked to him before the show and he's like, we, we knew we were coming here and this is our first festival that we're headlining. We didn't even go out last night cause we wanted to be fresh and ready to roll. I mean, they're pounding waters and stuff the whole time. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah. Musicians. Like they, they took it seriously and were there to just like blow everybody's minds. And they did, man. I mean, it, they brought the house down. They, at the end of it, um, they brought up a lot of the other guys and did, uh, country roads, no, oh, John classic. Denver. Yeah, yeah, because Charles is from West Virginia. So they've been playing that with Zach Bryan on stage too, oh which is gosh. really cool. Um, it was yeah. unreal, man. And and the venue is just this amphitheater. There's rocks behind it. It's, it was really cool. But it got us really pumped for Send It Slam because, dude, Cole and Justin, I mean, we just have like, if I were to pick like some of my favorite shows of this whole thing that we saw, 
Cole was better than the headliner the night before, Sierra. I, she was, I mean, she just, I, she was not as much my cup of tea live as, as I thought she was going to be. Um, Shots fired. Uh, I don't care. I mean, whatever. She, <laughs> I mean, she had plenty of fans there. I'm sure she she's had listening. She drew in. Brad, right. at time to go. Well, she drew. <laughs> she drew in more people uh, than I. I mean, that was definitely the bigger night was her because she's got a pretty big following at this point. But she just it wasn't as much my cup of tea. Um, but there were some other. Uh, you know, uh, Bella White was a. I, I hadn't really listened to her, and holy crap, man, she put on a great show. Like we, you just end up finding so many people that have three hundred followers on Spotify, and you're like, how? Yeah, and this was you a know? one night concert, two, two nights, two nights. Okay. It's basically it's basically like no, the tryout for Senate Slam. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what's like funny? American Idol for Senate Slam. You know what's funny? You're when we going do this, to Senate Slam. Literally, <laughs> three uh, What's funny is I did see Cole there last year on the small stage, and he played late. He had a good time slot, and he probably probably a hundred people down there, which is a lot at the small stage, maybe 150 even. Um, but this year, I saw Clark Sexton, and I never listened to Clark Sexton, and he is. He is – I don't want to say he's like Chris Stapleton, but he's got that wide range of vocals like he does. And, in fact, he, he, he's like, I don't usually like covers, but I'm going to do it because he, he plays in Nashville a lot now. And he's like, everybody wants covers, but I'm going to do a cover for you all because this is Kentucky. So he does this uh, Chris Stapleton cover. That I was like, oh, my God, He's got dude. that, like, raspy kind of – Yeah, and, and, like, his guitar was amazing. So, like, that, that's a guy – I got to go find this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's a guy, though. And Blake – you know, I kind of use Blake, my buddy, who was, he, he was, like, a founding volunteer with this thing. He basically packed gear all weekend through the woods on a side-by-side that they borrowed from the fire department that looked like it was about to fall apart. Uh, but, like, I, I – you know, he told me, he said, you got to go see Clark. And Clark is a guy next year. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I he think, got three yeses. He's going to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think, Golden I think, I think, uh, I think we'll be trying, talent. we'll be trying to book Clark if we, I'm assuming we'll do this again here next year or so. We, I mean, we've invested so much time in learning how to do a festival. It'd be a shame if we never did another one. Yeah. yeah. So, well, next year it'll be crazier, I think, too, just by having like everything in one spot and like doing yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, we I don't a, even, we have the list. Too. Like we've been making the list. That's true. What I've been saying, putting the wings on the plane while we're flying. Yeah. We have the list this time where next yeah. year you just be like pop, yeah. pop, pop. That's true. Yeah. Wherever we end up next year, I think it'll, no matter what, uh, it's going to be really good. So, but Laurel Cove has taught me a lot, man. I mean, that's the inspiration of like when we started talking about hiring bands. I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to do what these guys do down in Bell County because it's the coolest festival I've ever been to. And I haven't been to dozens like Blake has, but I mean, I think those guys would tell you too. Like the musicians get up there and they're, they, they thank the booking guy. Who does that? You ever seen that at a show where they thank the person that booked them? That does not happen. They'll thank the venue or the city, but they aren't like, thank you, John Grace. Every guy that comes through there thanks John Grace. They're back there eating like out of crock pots and stuff, and it's just this reunion for this Americana. You know, it, 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 literally like Kelsey Walden hung out for hours backstage chilling like that doesn't happen charles got there early and just watched bands you know and they're walking around with people and uh you know again kelsey could have headlined the, the thing and she was like fourth before the the closed daylight still and she was playing i mean you're just you're you're standing there next to country music royalty she was telling stories about drinking with john prine in casinos and i'm like oh my god this is just crazy you know like uh, that that all this is happening and you can have such tight access to it and you're in the woods you're an hour from the interstate and they played until 2 30 in the morning each night they do a late show and uh that band would set up and they would play for two and a half hours just everybody there getting wild i did not stay we we left we did not stay to either late show we were like we were done that's so. when people end up in the creek bed yeah <laughs> that's right 
So uh, these guys are super pumped for Send It Slam. Dalton told me he's getting ready to start promoting a lot more now that they're through this festival. Um, but Oh, that's true. They probably had to kind of like – give this the, yeah well they want they want you to come to their next thing right yeah. um, you know i, yeah. I spent 160 dollars on swag trying to support these musicians because i'm stupid and like i just can't like i'm like i love you guys I well, want they you don't to make have, money on they don't make money anymore. man it sucks you know this the merch they make money on the playing the show and the merch so you know uh, my day buddy dave i'm like i've got so many dave shirts i can't even wear another dave shirt but about another dave shirt you know it's like <laughs> they're all it's uh, it's like overpriced in my wife's eyes like this $30 Colchaney hat I'm wearing, but I'm like, yeah, but he, I know what he paid for this hat and I want him to have my money. So, yeah. and, and it's just it. a legit hat. That's a and, that's hat. The, and that's the best thing, you know, for go wild as far as when people buy our merch, because we actually can make some money on yeah. it and they're promoting our, you know, they're repping our swag. So mm-hmm. it's like a, uh, it is whammy. very similar. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so I, you know, I, it was my version of the tip jar. So I went, yeah. I went ham on it. Dalton was selling stickers so cheap. I was like, they told me uh, it was like ten bucks for three. I was like, you're not even making money on that. Here's ten dollars, or it was six dollars for three. And I was like, here, just have a ten, and I'll I'll take my three. And I need to buy a new cooler now, though, because what do you mean you need to buy, <laughs> buy a new, new cooler, cooler for your stickers? That, you got that wild we got some. gear. Well, I I need a new cooler to be able to put all but, these stickers on. But he's got that wild gear cooler. Well, yeah, I, the the new ones Dude, we got. We should we should sticker those. Yeah, we will. tell the artist to send us some stickers, and we oh, can yeah. sticker them up before. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to pay for their stickers. I want, I want, I want to be a cheap, cheapo and ask them for free stuff, Jacob. I just did a whole, like, two-minute thing of support your local artist. <laughs> yeah. Brayden, what'd you yeah. do? Screw them. Send Spam me a T-shirt. local artist. <laughs> what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to Ohio. Uh, my wife had a wedding gig up there, um, so I just went and – She wasn't marrying somebody else. She was shooting photography. She's a photographer. Yeah. As far as you know. So, yeah. Mm. All right. Now yeah. we'll do an off-the-air <laughs> version of what wow. No, it's cool. She's really like she's linked up with an Ohio photographer that they kind of they work together on everything now. Um, they became really close, so like they're not really competition because she's got Ohio and India and Savannah does Indiana, obviously, and Louisville. So um, they kind of are like giving each other business and working with each other. And she's really been looking for that, so that's that's a really cool thing to go support. And she was really excited that I could come with her to a like cause she got her hotel taken care of and she wanted me to come. So uh, we had a good time. Had Ate, ate around there and did a lot of cool went to like a little uh farmer's market and stuff. it's not all my cup of tea kind of thing but it's fun to go hang out with sav and do her thing sorry i only gave you like two minutes left to tell your version but we're done we're right of time uh, that's, that's <laughs> i got ex- excited to talk about lower cove go to sendislam.com for tickets uh we are out of time for today because we do try to keep this from ha- under half an hour we have Braden Ware, dan hood jacob kentucky waterfall night and i'm brad luttrell log this on go out to get points to earn earn rewards along the way Download GoWild.com.